Star Tribune's Twins Insider Podcast is brought to you by Cub. Fight the flu. Defend your crew with one stop at the Cub Pharmacy. Flu shots are available every day with no appointment necessary. Plus, you'll receive 10% off your next grocery purchase. Fight the flu. Defend your crew with a flu shot at Cub. This is the Twins Insider Podcast, Day of Game, Lavelle E. Neal III from New York. Uh, Lavelle, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I was just uh, in my hotel room here doing some reading, doing some shoulder exercises, and then I was going to start figuring out what time I need to go to the park today. Uh, I think Rocco goes at about 4.15 Eastern time. Before that, it's all like Yankees pregame. pre-game. I really don't know if I need to show up for that stuff. So. Sure. Um, plus, it looks like the sun's out in New York. I haven't seen the sun since I landed here uh, Wednesday afternoon, so that's kind of refreshing. It'd be nice to get out and about a little bit. Absolutely. Um, well, uh, since uh, since you got up, there's been news. They they set the playoff roster. They were nice enough to at least tell us yesterday who the game one starting pitcher was. That'll be uh, Jose Barrios. But now the full 25 man playoff roster set. Your impressions i guess of any of the if any, the lingering issues were you know i guess the biggest ones were the injury question marks were arias and adrianza going to make it um marwin gonzalez and max kepler were i guess still slight question marks but but were considered good to go and then some of the other pitching questions uh what what, what were your impressions of the 25 players they settled on and what does that tell you i guess about Kind of their thinking going in. Well, as I as I guessed, um, they went with twelve pitchers. I figured they yeah. go with one extra, especially with the possibility of a uh, bullpen game looming here. You probably want an extra arm. I noticed the Houston Astros uh, just uh, are just going with an eleven man staff, and the Yankees are going with twelve because they may be in the same boat as the Twins too. So sure. you go with twelve pitchers. You figure out who gets the extra spot here, and um, it's not Martin Perez. Uh, the Yankees have handled lefties pretty good this year, so I'm guessing that factored into the Twins' uh, decision-making process there, in addition to Perez not particularly being strong down the stretch. I, I mean, he had that terrible stretch where I think uh, he pitched a total of seven innings over two starts and gave up 18 hits and yeah. and said uh, he thought he was pitching okay. I didn't like that <laughs> response. No. And I don't think the Twins liked it either, so <laughs> Perez is not going to be available for this round of the postseason. Um Health also played a role in here. There were question marks uh, about Kepler, uh, Adrianza, um, uh, Marvin Gonzalez, and right. the fourth. Oh, Luis Arise in his ankle. Yeah. Luis Arise in his ankle probably was the biggest concern. Sure. Especially the way he left the field. Yeah. Ro- rolled over on his back, carted off the field, nearly crying. I'm like watching this on television going, did he blow an Achilles or something? Right. Was that bad. Right. And then, yeah. The next day, they come out and say it's a grade one ankle sprain. I was like, all that, and it was just a grade one <laughs> sprain? You know, so um, he made a lot of progress over the week, enough to where you know, the Twins believe he could be part of this uh, playoff series. So he's on. I'm guessing he will not start tonight because uh, lefty ready. Is a lefty. Yeah. He's a lefty. Sure. It gives him another day off the ankle. He'll be ready to go in game two, and you can start scope at second and see if he can blast one of Paxson's curveballs over the fence or not. So. Um, so since he's healthy and, and Adrianza, Kepler, and Marwin are okay, um, I think the uh, the position player bit pretty much worked its way out. The only 
small question was if, if uh, Lamont Wade had done enough to unseat Cave as the extra outfielder, and the answer is no. Cave is on the on the roster. Um, he's a guy who could play all three outfield spots and have a little pop off the bench. So, uh, and the pitching staff, uh, I think fans are focusing on the fact that Cal Gibson is part of the bullpen. I'm sure a lot of them are not happy with that. But I think that the Twins were committed uh, to giving Gibson a chance to contribute during the postseason. Given how his regular season uh, played out, you know, it's hard for a fan to see that. But, you know, sometimes uh, teams do this for, for some guys, and they think, you know, Gibson could be effective coming out of the pen. Sure. And he has been taking new medication, trying to get away from that uh, that ulcerative colitis he's been dealing with. Right. And uh, he keeps saying he feels stronger and stronger. So maybe if he comes in in a situation where for an inning he, he could just rear back and fire it, that uh, he can give him a solid inning. So, well, we will see with uh, Gibson. The one guy who amazes me on this list, Michael, yeah. uh, is Cody Stashak. Cody Stashak, yeah, me too. I don't know what he does well. I, I don't. I look at his stuff, and it looks like it's okay. And he doesn't throw hard. He throws like I think he's touched ninety three once. Right. But in twenty five innings, he has struck out twenty five batters and he has one walk. Yeah. And he gets out of innings. He is just he is Houdini's his way <laughs> through the the last weeks of the season. Right. And he finds himself pitching in October. I think it's a remarkable development for him. And I guess if I go Stashak, it's got to be a huge development for Randy Dobnak, who's on yeah. the roster despite starting the year at Class A Fort Myers. And, of course, uh, for Brad Zargraderall. Yeah. So there's three rookie pitchers that are holding down this uh, this playoff roster. Four, if you include Arias from the position player side. I'm going to have to add that up and see how many rookies actually are on the postseason roster here because the more I think about it, the more amazing it is. Considering that the Twins tried to go with a veteran bullpen route when they had Blake Parker and Mike Marin and Matt McGill around at the beginning of the year, but uh, sure. it just shows you how things can change, man. Interesting to me, uh, I thought Perez might make it just because he's good against lefties, and you look at the playoff roster, they've only got two lefties. One of them is closer, Taylor Rogers. The other one is Devin Smelter. They don't have a lot of situational-type stuff to, to, throw, to throw at the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, I, Smelter, I don't think any of the—I don't think the—, the 12-man pitching staff, nothing about it is shocking. There's, there's nobody that was left off or added that you're like, whoa, I can't believe that happened. But it was interesting to see how they mixed and matched it. And really, if they're committed to Kyle Gibson in the bullpen, um, you know, I guess Smeltzer is kind of a starter. But, I mean, really, you're looking at they kind of only have three starting pitchers on the on the roster, right? Barrios, uh, Dobnak, and Odorizzi. Uh, so that, and Odorizzi. Does that kind of they kind of tell you, you know, that there, there's definitely going to be a bullpen game in this mix. It kind of does, doesn't it? Maybe unless they go, they tap Gibson or Smelter and say, "Give me one time through the bat in order," and then we'll go to the bullpen. And that's kind of like a that. but that's kind of a bullpen game anyway, because that's only two or three innings. I mean, that's that's pretty much that's a, right. That's pretty much a bullpen game as it is. So yeah, so, it is. It is a little. It is pretty much single the Twins' uh, intentions here, how they're going to approach uh, one of these games in the postseason. And we don't know if it's going to be Game Four or Game Three or when. Uh, I, we got the feeling just talking with some other people last night that uh, you know they may wait to see what happens in this game before they yeah. determine who starts in Game Two. I think that'd be if smart. If they win, they may put Dominic out there. If they lose, they may go with Dodorizzi. 
Um, I, I think the Twins could. Come, I think the Twins are capable of anything in this situation, and we're just going to have to wait and see how it plays out. I think they should go bullpen game in game two. I've been beating that drum for a while. If Barrios, especially if Barrios pitches them to a win tonight, I think the bullpen. The time to do the bullpen game is game two, when you got a rest day after that. I hear what you're saying. Um, my one concern, and uh, I, I just I'm not trying to poo-poo what the bullpen's done because I think sure. in the second half, the rise of May and and um, Duffy has been remarkable. Best ever, best ever, Rock, best ever. Team. Rocco says he said that the other day. Best best bullpen he's ever seen in the second half of the year. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, I, I, and uh, who am I missing here? I mentioned Gratterall and oh, and Zach Littell, actually. Yeah, Zach Littell. Know, p- putting up some nice numbers down yep. the stretch here. But I don't know. I, I just I don't know if we could trust them to go multiple games of getting nine to twelve out tonight. Sure. You know, I think if they could cover two or three innings, that's fine. But if Rocco pulls Barrios after five today with a lead, and now they got to get twelve outs, and then you're going to ask them to be all, all hands on deck the next day in the bullpen sure. game. I don't know. I don't know, man. That 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 worries me. And yeah. And like I said, these these guys have contributed a lot to the Cubs during the second half. Yeah, and maybe I'm a little biased because I just look over at the Yankee side and I see accomplished guys who are used to doing that: the Zach Brentons and the and the Ottavinos and the Conleys and the Chad Greens and of course our oldest Chapman in the closed row. But um, to me, when you start saying, "Well, I can use this guy for the sixth, this guy for the seventh, this guy for the eighth and the ninth," I just think you're playing reliever roulette. And there's going to be a chance where you pull the trigger on one of these guys, and your kids are going to come back to bite you. Yeah. I, 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 maybe I'm still old school in that belief, but the, the fewer relievers you need to get through a game, I think the better off you are. Yeah, I mean, ideally, you know, Barrios would throw seven or eight innings and they'd have a nice, comfortable lead. But I don't think Rocco is going to be afraid or let's just say I think he will make a move two or three batters at least sooner than uh, – Paul Molitor, or certainly Ron Gardenhire would have. I just think he, he's he's ready to to manage a little bit differently, and you know probably for the better in the playoffs. You you can't afford. I think the the second guess, the bigger second guess, is leaving a starter in too long uh, when he's starting to show cracks versus bringing a reliever in at this point, especially when you feel like your bullpen's going pretty good. I mean, you bring a guy in, he gets lit up. You know that's that's kind of life. You leave a starter in third time through the order and he gets lit up, that's like, well, then every number told you you should have done something differently. I hear you. Um, I also think that that's kind of like the statement of the current stage of baseball. It I is. don't know if Gardy, if Guardy and Molitor were managing in this era, they probably would have adapted sure, maybe. some of that by now. Molitor was uh, managing you know, in this Rocco era last year. <laughs> but, yeah, go on. Last, yeah, it was last year. Gosh, it was such a long time ago. Yeah. He, but he, I mean, he was bringing in uh, Hildenberger in the sixth and seventh inning yeah, to try to I suppose. put out fires. So. I suppose, yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, a year ago, that's when uh, the average start in Major League Baseball was shrinking down to five and two-thirds, five and a third right. uh, innings, too. So um, this is the era of the reliever. We're headed, we're headed, we're headed to a uh, we're headed to a sport in which you have nine pitches each pitching inning. Yeah, um, I'm kidding. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to get that bad. I think you're going to have. I think you're gonna have starters start, but I think uh, hammer relievers coming in earlier and earlier is not off the out of the question. Well, I think the one thing you and I definitely agree on is the Brios is the key to all this. I mean, he if he has a short start tonight, you know, and it's, which is possible, it could be a short start that they win even just because they, you know, they could they could you know the bats. This could be a you know a ten to eight kind of game. 
you know, all hope is not lost if he goes four innings and gives up five runs. But if he does that, then you're in scramble mode a little bit with the pitching because, you know, you're, you're hoping that your number one guy can at least get you through six innings tonight and, you know, six good innings. And if that doesn't happen, then the plan gets a little dicey. Well, and we all have been obsessed about Jake Odorizzi being a fly ball pitcher in Yankee Stadium. Well, Barrios has given up more homers this year than uh, sure. than uh, Odorizzi. I think Jake's given up 18 and Jose's given up 26, sure. something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's uh, you got to keep that in mind when we get wound up about uh, you know uh, who can uh, uh, who's a fly ball pitcher in Yankee Stadium because uh, Barrios has given up a lot of big flies this year. But, you know, he throws strikes, but they've got to be called quality strikes. He's got to be sure. on the black uh, more than he has been. And he, he had some success his last two or three starts of the year. He looked he was more effective. There was a stretch that stretch in August was very concerning. But it's right about then he, he tweaked some things about his uh, right. his between starts conditioning, and it seems like he's gotten a boost of a jolt of adrenaline here because now he's throwing 95 again, and that should give him some confidence as well. So, but he's got to stay on the black, man. Yeah. He cannot stay. He cannot throw... Uh, in the middle, that's the strike zone, or it's going to get launched. You get guys like Judge and Stanton who like to extend their arms and drive the ball the, the opposite field, and uh, Barrios' breaking ball can can break right toward the, the train stop <laughs> if, uh, yeah, if right. uh, he puts it in the wrong spot. <laughs> what would you do if the Twins win tonight? What do you do with your Game 2 starter? I start Randy Dobnik. Okay. Uh, and then... Uh, and uh, send the guy out there. It's a great story. And uh, I would send him out there and see what he can do for, for five innings and then go try to piece it together after that. And then I would probably go uh, I'd probably go bullpen in game three and, and Odorizzi in game four. Really? Uh, unless the Dominic thing goes haywire. And okay. then i go go uh, Odorizzi in game three and then bullpen in four. Interesting. Yeah, okay. Goes, so. Yeah, but it's, it feels like the, there's a lot of moving parts to this. I mean, just the fact that they haven't named uh, much beyond Game 1. When, when do you think they'll name a Game 2 starter? Are they kind of expecting? It may be after this game. Are they, <laughs> are they, are they, they may ex- need to sit and yeah. wait and see what happens in this game before sure. they determine a Game 2 starter, man. I, I Best-case scenario that I'll have something to write about and they announce it before the game, then I can do just my pregame run. Right, right. I don't know who's starting Game 2, but... I am not. Uh, I'm not counting on that. But the Yankees are not that far away from the twin situation. They right. got right. you know Tanaka set up to start and uh, Severino to start Game Three. But they are totally prepared to go bullpen mode as soon sure. as those guys show a crack in the in, in, right. in the foundation here, man. So and, uh, and Aaron Boone said it about a week and a half ago. You know, Paxton's my only traditional starter. Look, watch me. You know, watch out. We may piggyback. We may go bullpen game. We may come up with different ways to try to get to pitch through these games. So they're not that far away from me. The same boat the Twins are in, my friend. And that's yeah. in addition to home runs, that that aspect is very interesting too. That's interesting how similar these teams are for how different they've been in the past and how much, you know, Twins fans have grown to dislike the Yankees. The Twins are very much built like built like the Yankees right now. These are just kind of mirror images in, in certain ways, just in terms of how they score what's happened with the pitching, how they've both been able to overcome some injuries and, and get to this point. So it's it's an interesting, interesting matchup. Yeah, they just do it for $100 million just left in the Yankees. <laughs> That's all. What's Okay, let, let's let's talk at the outset of this series. What's your what's your baseline expectation? What, what has to happen in this series if you're the Twins to make you feel baseline okay? I mean, obviously winning the series is the objective, 
Um, what, what's your what's your baseline for? Okay, I I accept that, or that that was that was a series that I can live with going forward. Well, if the if Brills pitches well in Game One and the bullpen does not uh, melt under the bright lights, I think they should be they would come out of New York with at least one win and feel good about themselves. Uh, if the bullpen goes haywire as soon as Rocker calls upon it, Brills cannot get through four then that's going to be a concern, and then they're going to have to be all hands on deck here for games two and three. So I just think tonight's game is so, so massive. If they can just get a victory and uh, and flex their bob, Baba muscles <laughs> in game one and let the Yankees know what type of series they're, they're, going, to, they're going to have in their hands, this, there would be a huge development. Like I said, this team has crushed left-handed pitching all year. they got a 521 slugging percentage against lefties. Yeah. Paxton has figured out a way to neutralize righties some, somewhat, um, he's used a curveball more often and has got has success with, success with it. If the Twins can handle that curveball, you know, spit on it if it's spinning out of the strike zone and, hit, and jump on it when it is in the strike zone, uh, you know, they got a chance to knock in Paxton out and really, um, you know, putting some pressure on the Yankees. I guess the the, the bullpen who's under who gets under pressure first is probably going to put their team in the worst position. That's interesting. It's also worth pointing out. I mean, everybody's going to be talking about. 13 playoff losses in a row until that streak is done. I mean, let, let's be honest. And I think if you extend it even further back, what are they, like 2-20 and 20 in their last 22 playoff games? But but those two were both game ones at Yankee Stadium, 2003 and 2004. Started by Johan Santana, yeah. I believe. Yeah, who's not walking through that door, is he? But, uh, <laughs> but, no. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, that's... You and know, I, still remember, I still remember Shannon Stewart the home run in game one. I do, too. I was yep. there, man. That was something else. That was uh, that was 2003. And then four, man, they had they kind of had the Yankees on the ropes. The way they won game one, I think it was 2 nothing, and they had that lead in extra innings in, in game two, but uh, couldn't... Uh, couldn't get poor. That was a tough game. Uh, couldn't get poor. I remember Jeff- that game because Tory Hunter hit a home run in extra yeah, innings to put did. them ahead. And then uh, they asked Nathan what, to throw a third uh, inning. Joe Nathan to pitch two innings, I believe. Yeah, he had. Yeah. And, and, and he and he for some reason he wouldn't throw fastballs to Enrique Wilson, and then he got on base, and Cheater got on base, and all hell broke loose. Yeah. And the Twins ended losing. I think A Rod got him for a double, maybe, and then. Jeter scored yeah. on like a short. That's when Jock Jones wouldn't throw a home on the sacrifice a fly. Short, short, the short game. sacrifice fly. Yeah, that's that was. Uh, yeah. And then game four, they should have won too. And then that was the that was the wandering cone. Nobody wants to be in my pants game, and they haven't won a playoff game since. <laughs> <laughs> One of the great quotes of all time. If it was almost <laughs> worth it, almost right almost <laughs> worth it, uh, almost worth the, the heartbreak for Twins fans for uh, for that uh, for that moment. Have you encountered any uh, any Twins fans out in New York yet? I mean, you're probably not really in that fray, but have you seen much of, you know, hearing from, what are you hearing from people, I guess? Not really. I've not heard from any Twins fans, but I didn't see anybody, you know, when I flew in, but I'm probably flying in earlier than they probably yeah. planned to. Yeah. And I have not seen anyone walking in downtown with any Twins gear yet. But like I said, I've been, if I haven't been at the park, I've been here. If I haven't been here, I've been at Foley's watching the other playoff right. games. So right. I've not seen too many, uh, too many Twins fans out and about yet, so maybe I will when I will head for the subway uh, to go to the game tonight. I'm sensing maybe like a quiet nervousness, but maybe a little bit of optimism. If I if I'm scanning Twitter and I'm seeing kind of how people are feel, I think like, feel pe- think people feel like this, and rightfully so, that this is a different team. Not like the history isn't fresh for them or or you know in their minds, but that that this team is different. Not that doesn't mean they're going to win. 
uh, but that the expectation level is is different. You get that feel? A little bit, but it's, it's switched to anger now because I tweeted a picture of the back page of the Pulse. That, oh, uh, yeah, said, the Twinkies? Uh, yeah. Twinkies for dinner, and that immediately unleashed some fury among Twins fans. So now they're mad again, and they hate New York, and they hate the Yankees, and God, I hope they hope the Twins could beat them now. So they can just take that headline and shove it, I guess. So they're they're upset now. So well, now they now they can't wait for the first pitch. Well, that's a good that's a good mode to be in, right? They they might as well be in upset mode. Um, we don't we don't have game one lineup. I'm assu- I'm assuming we don't have game one lineups yet, but we can probably you can probably pretty well guess that, right? I mean, they're going to go. Who starts? Uh, is Gar- Garver probably lead off against the lefty? Well, considering I gave the twin start lineup to the post, where list what I thought the lineup was going to be, <laughs> uh, I went with Garver, Polanco, Cruz, Rosario, Sano, Kepler, Marlin, Crone, and Scope. Yeah, that sounds about right. So we'll see if we, we'll see if that holds up or not. That's my that was my stab at the. Um, and a starting lineup. They may have Marwin in front of Kepler. Yeah, I can see that. Kepler batting seventh. We'll see. Um, Scope batting ninth. So we'll we'll see how this shakes out. Or they may they may move Crone up. They may have Crone seventh and Marwin eighth. I don't know. Just to keep it balanced. Right. But we'll see. But I think those those are going to be the guys in the lineup uh, for the Twins tonight. That's and, a, uh, that's about as good of a lineup. That's a battle. Barber, it's a great. St- Go ahead. So it's about as good a lineup as they've been able to put out there in a while. Just you know, if I don't know how you know 100 percent everybody is, but that's as close to 100 percent in terms of available bodies as they've been in a month, right? Well, Kepler claimed yesterday that he could have played the last weekend against the Royals, okay. but they decided to be careful. Yeah, so, which was smart. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he's not like having, has anything lingering that he can aggravate. I I do hate when players talk about why I could have played a week ago. And then they come out and get injured right away. Right, so, right, right. Uh, we will, we will see. Um, and you know, Marwin got to be careful with that uh, that little oblique strain he had sure. about a month ago. But uh, he likes to swing hard, so I yeah. just hope he doesn't aggravate it. Yeah, Adrianza too. Although he's less of a factor, he's not going to start. He's more depth replacement, late inning kind of guy. Defense, I would imagine that's his his role in this. I would think. And um, like I said, I think game one's so important here. Yeah, um, I agree. They're going to be they're going they're going to be fired up because they're they've got their healthy lineup on the field. Yeah. And um, and the bullpen's going to be fired up. They've been they've been rested now because they haven't pitched since Sunday, so everybody's good to go. Yeah. It, it should should be a it should be some uh, exciting baseball tonight, and and at times it's going to be pretty loud because I got to imagine some balls are going to fly into the stands. Yeah, should be fun, man. Uh, enjoy it. We'll talk soon. Sure will, man. Take it easy. Have fun watching. (laughs) Star Tribune's Twins Insider Podcast has been brought to you by Cub. Fight the flu. Defend your crew with one stop at the Cub Pharmacy. Flu shots are available every day with no appointment necessary. Plus, you'll receive 10% off your next grocery purchase. Fight the flu. Defend your crew with a flu shot at Cub.